Hi, my name is Thomas Johnson, and I'm the founder and CEO of Get Up and Get Fit's Wellness Concierge. I'm also a C-suite advisor and investor, and you're listening to How May I Serve You, where I'm constantly on the quest to surround myself with the best coaches while learning how to better serve our executive clientele by asking them, How May I Serve You? Today's show is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit's. And Get Up and Get Fits will be providing students with textbooks and school supplies in Cambodia in honor of our guest today, as well as our philanthropic mission to impact at least 50,000 people per year. And today's guest is Jill Hunter. Jill, how are you doing? I'm great. I'm so happy to be here and all of you who are watching. Awesome. Awesome. So Jill is actually, so as director of pharmacy, Jill proved that when you lead with empathy, the numbers take care of themselves, providing the foundation for her leadership coaching business. Clients also benefit from career coaching to climb that corporate ladder. Jill builds confidence in each client, inspiring them to dream bigger. Woo, Jill, let's go. Let's go. Okay. So, Jill, thanks for thanks for being here, first of all. And let's dive into your um into your life. Who are you? Where are you from? How did you get started? Just give the too many versions. Okay, so who am I? I started life as a pharmacist and worked my way through different areas of pharmacy, retail pharmacy, long-term care, found myself in long-term care as a supervisor, managing a team, watched people around me get promoted into management, not because they were the best at managing, but because they were the best, not the best, the pharmacists that could produce the most prescriptions per hour. Mm. And they weren't really focused on running the pharmacy. They were just putting their head down and doing the work. And I started to realize that they don't know, they were given no training is as a pharmacist. They, we don't learn how to manage people in pharmacy school. Wow. We just learn how to fill prescriptions. <laughs> and so they're, they're trying to lead us a team of a hundred people and they have zero training and that's not their fault. So I realized that they were doing what they thought was best, which isn't always what's best for the people. Um, when I got to be director of pharmacy, as you already mentioned, I led with empathy and people around me were motivated, inspired to do work. And I realized that that's a better way to manage people. Now I train others how to do that. And that's amazing right there. And uh, it's funny you mentioned that. You mentioned that most of most of these people were not trained to manage others, right? And yeah. we find this to be a reoccurring um, issue in a lot of organizations, right? Mm -hmm. People will get bumped up to another position without having the managerial skills, you know? And the yeah. fact that you recognize that and you provide a solution through empathy, that's amazing right there. But Joe, I want to dive a little bit more deeper into your life, right? Where are you from, right? Let's just dive into your childhood. I want to know who the little jail was, right? <laughs> so I grew up outside Philadelphia. Okay. And that, that's where I went to, went to high school is, is outside Philly. I did move a lot as a kid. So I went to kindergarten in New Hampshire. I went to you know, third, first through third grade in one school, moved during Christmas break. Mm. Want to talk about trying to figure out how to fit in wow. as the new kid in the middle of a school year, you come back 
in you know January 2nd or 3rd, whatever it was that year and walk in and here I am, a new kid just moved into town. Um, so that gives you some people skills. Mm -hmm. And I think that's when I started the foundation of, of learning how to make friends and, and really see people for who they are and try and fit in. Mm. And, uh, and then I went to, I went to UConn for yeah. pharmacy school, decided I wanted to get my MBA and moved to the Boston area to go to Northeastern. Mm, so mm, mm. kind of okay. been up and down the East Coast. Yeah, the whole East Coast. <laughs> Definitely. Today's episode is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Being an executive can be very demanding. Your schedule is unpredictable. You have conflicting responsibilities that pull you in multiple directions at once. You travel too much, work late hours, and cross time zones all things that wreak havoc on your body. This is why having a wellness support team is necessary. Get Up and Get Fit is the wellness concierge support that busy executives, entrepreneurs, and celebs rely on to keep them healthy and fit despite their hectic schedules. A body under prolonged stress is not a healthy body. Time to reduce your stress. Increase your energy, flexibility, strength, and endurance so you can enjoy life instead of just living it. Go to getupandgetfit.com. That's G-E-T-U-P-N-G-E-T-F-I-T.com and schedule your consultation right now. Get up and get fit. It's a lifestyle. So would you say your experience with moving from different schools to different schools allow you to build up that empathy muscle as a child, which transitioned into your adulthood? Yes. I, I'd have to quickly read the room. Like mm, you walk okay. in as a new kid, like when I, in the middle of third grade, when I walked into the room, the teacher takes you up at the front, introduces you to everyone. Yes. And you're like, like, I can really remember 29 names. Come on, give me a break here. <laughs> and so everyone knows me, where I'm from, and everything about me, and I know nothing about anyone. Mm. And then it's it's lunchtime that day, and I have to figure out who I'm going to sit with. Yes. And yeah, you have to learn how to make friends because you're not going to sit alone. That's true. I mean, at least I wasn't going to. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's a. Uh, it's funny. I mean, as as you sharing this with me, um, because I'm very visual. I'm actually imagine. I'm picturing this in my head right now. I'm picturing you, um, speaking to the kids and walking in walking through those double doors, right? The lunchroom normally have those double, those huge double doors and you're looking mm -hmm. around, <laughs> right? Everyone have their own little click here, the click here, the, the, the jocks, you know, the popular kids, mm -hmm. the kids that are into books and goosebumps, et cetera. So yeah. I, I'm able to <laughs> imagine you like your, your experience, you know, which, which is pretty fascinating. All right, so um, Jill, why did you get into coaching in the first place? So I really, loved developing people. Okay. I didn't realize it until I was director of pharmacy. 80% of the job is operations, trying to make mm -hmm. things more efficient, move things along. And I can do that with my eyes closed and I'm good at it. Mm. But what I realized is that 20% of my job where I was actually managing people, developing them, trying to get them ready for the next promotion or just learning new things and being able to put the team together and make the team work mm -hmm. a little bit better. That's what really lit me up. At the end of the day, I wasn't happy about how many 
syringes we filled, how many orders we had filled. I was happy about, you know, so-and-so said that they learned something and they felt appreciated today. That's what made me happy at the end of the day. Mm. So I said, you know, do I want to go and be a vice president of pharmacy in some other organization now? Or do I want to finally start that coaching business, which I've been thinking about for 10 years and actually help people? So I thought about being a coach 10 years ago, but I was afraid to do it. One, leaving a pharmacist income. Two, um, I didn't know how to get clients. I knew I could help them once I got them, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know how to market and get clients. 10 years ago, it was a lot more difficult than it is now to find people. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because when we are faced with getting out of getting out of our comfort zone right that that fear factor is normally like a a trigger and a calling to calling that's basically signaling for you to jump right go after it but we're so terrified of the unknown that sometimes it takes a little longer to jump but i'm glad you took that jump jill you know and now 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 you're in your calling now as i'm speaking to you right now you're glowing (laughs) you're glowing right now because because you're in your calling you know, yeah. now imagine yeah. if you had spent more time in that previous position as a as a you know, pharmacy as a director of pharmacy, you would still be you know doing doing a great job, but you wouldn't have been glowing like the way you are right now. Yeah, yeah, I, it's like the my employees loved working for me; they really appreciated me. But you're right; they never saw me in my true element. Mm. Um, they'd see little glimpses of it here and there. Yeah. When I get like a half hour to spend with one person and really dig in and, and help them. But to be able to live this eight hours a day, 10 hours a day, actually, <laughs> um, uh, this is this is what I love. That's amazing right there. That's amazing. So who do you coach, though? I coach people in corporate America who are middle management or want to be middle management. Okay. up through executives okay okay so so the, the folks that have the um the, the, the position that allows for a, a trickle down effect right so they are managers mm-hmm. they are um they are in control so you coach them and so do you find that by coaching these individuals there's a trickle a trickling effect and the employees also feel the effect of the outcome yes and that's, and that's where, so doing the coaching, the employees are becoming more engaged mm. and the, the managers are like, this is interesting. I, you know, <laughs> like I, I, I've wanted to connect with this person and I thought I'd made a good enough effort, but when I do what you told me, it, it brought it to the next level. Mm. And so, there you go. So you're making a difference. You're making a difference. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so there are many types of coaching coaches out there, right. And different types of coaching styles. How would you describe your coaching style? I know you mentioned being very empathetic, right? So mm-hmm. can, you, can you paint me a picture of your coaching style? Sure. I, I'm a holistic, what they call a holistic coach. Okay. Is I look at the person as a whole, mm-hmm. not just how they are at work, but I look at who they are at home, mm. who they are. I get a glimpse of who they are with their family, especially now I get to meet the family. Sometimes the kids run through the back of the back of the Zoom call. And so like I literally get to meet the kids. I hear the dogs barking in the background. Mm-hmm. I see the cat walk across the screen. 
like I don't ignore those things. Mm -hmm. I actually engage in them and try and understand who the person is, what makes them tick. And when you do that, I'm better able to support them. The other thing I do is there are some coaches that try and push you out of your comfort zone. That's part of coaching. I call it nudging. And I kind of come up and I, I gently poke and my clients are like, I can tell what you're doing. Some people, have, it's like, I've, I've coached people with psychology degrees and they're like, I know exactly what you're doing. They're like, you're pushing me. It's okay. Keep doing it. You're, you're doing it the right way. Like it's a comfortable push. Okay. And I'm able to kind of push them out of their comfort zone so that they don't realize that in three months, they're completely standing outside the comfort zone, but they're comfortable because their zone has grown. Mm, mm. I love that. I love that. So it's a, like you said, it's a nudge. It's mm -hmm. a nice, soft nudge. It's not yes. intrusive. It's not too invasive, but they're still making progress. Ooh, I love it. I love it. So if someone were looking for a coach, right, what traits would you advise for them to look for? I would say look for a coach who sees you for who you are. There are a lot of coaches who sell programs and I am not opposed to programs and I have some myself, but I want the program to work for you. If you want someone who's going to hold you accountable, like in corporate America, with goals and deadlines and you need to deliver you know something by that that point in time then find a coach who's going to do that for you if you have post-traumatic stress disorder from corporate america i would say stay away from a coach like that and find a coach who's more like a cheerleader and supports you no matter what you're doing if you're having a bad day mm -hmm. they say that's okay well let's pick you back up and and get you back on your way um, so you really need someone who who works with your style and what makes you the best you. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. I love the way you mentioned that that works with your style because everyone is built different. Like some people are A type, others are you know more soft spoken and and laid back. So what do you want a coach that works with your style? Uh -huh. Got it. So now it's storytelling time. It's like the, my my favorite part of this segment because I love stories. I love movies. I love and I love stories. I want you to provide and share a two to three minute short story on a time, right? Where you help to nudge <laughs> right your word. Nudge a, your client towards success. Okay. I had a client who started working with me in February of 2021. And she was, had been working contract work for the past five or 10 years. Her contract ended December of 2020. So she was out of work. And she's like, I don't think I want to go back to contract work. I don't think this is what I want to do. And she wasn't sure. And we spent a couple of months trying to figure out who she is, what she's good at, what her strengths are. And... She came to me in, I think it was the end of April, early May. She says, Jill, I just don't feel like I even want to go back to work. Now she's single. 
had a little nest egg, but not enough. Like she needed to find something by the end of the year. And she's just like, I don't feel like working at all. So that's when my nudging came in is that I needed her to really, you know, get excited about something, find something that just really interested her. We ended up finding a position in marketing. She'd never done marketing before. Um, she was a communication person, so it wasn't too stark fire of a stretch. Mm -hmm. And then she gets the job offer and the job offer was less money than she expected. Ooh. So it was, it was $90,000, which a lot of you would say, Hey, I take $90,000, two weeks vacation. And she's like, I'm used to contract work. They pay you a lot more for contracting work. She was able to push back and be, later that day, was offered 125,000 with three weeks vacation. That's a big jump. <laughs> $35,000 for just saying it's not enough. Now, let me ask you, does that sound like a little bit of a success to you or not? That's a big jump right there. That, that's a lot of success. That's a lot so, of success. Then she says, I still want to work with you. Even okay. though, you know, I found the job, I want to, I want to still work with you and do leadership coaching. So now her company is paying the bill and oh. we still get to work together. I get to charge more because it's not the, you know, the person paying for it, the company's yeah. paying for it. And we're still working together as um, leadership coaching. Wow. And I need to take some um, notes out of, from your page, <laughs> from, your, from your book, right? Some pages out of, out of your, <laughs> wow. That's, that's a great story right there. Not only did, she increased her salary from your advice and your coaching, but she got her company to pay for your coaching. That's incredible. That's incredible. I'm pretty sure the other coaches who are listening right now, <laughs> they're going to start, start taking notes. <laughs> That's awesome right there. So Jill, what drives you? I want to see people succeed. Um, like when she landed the job, she sent me a text and she says, we did it. And I'm like, what do you mean we did it? And she's like, no, you helped me. I wouldn't be where I am without you. That's what fills me up. Mm, mm, mm. And you can see I'm getting emotional about it. And that's just who I am. That's great. As, let, let us shine. That's great right there. Yeah. So. We, because you, yeah. you play a part. If you were not there, she wouldn't have been able to accomplish that goal. So I want you to give yourself credit as well. Even though I know most coaches, they tend to be um, very, um, you know, laid back when it comes to that, right? Yeah. Um, very humble. But you played, you played your part. And just the fact that she said we, right, mm -hmm. that shows that she appreciates your efforts and your coaching. And I appreciate yeah. you as well, too, because that's amazing. You did something great. You know, mm -hmm. so are you currently working on any new projects or any new books, any new programs that you can share with us? Yes, I am working. I'm taking taking two clients through a leadership development course that I have. Okay. And I hope to be able to record that in a month or so once I get them through it. I'm teaching that one-on-one -on -one to make sure that I each slide is clear and the homework assignments are clear and that they work. 
and then I'm going to record it for sale. So it's called the care leadership model. The care and, leadership model. Yes. Awesome. So. Awesome. Okay. All right. So if someone were to inquire about the care leadership model or your other services, or just want to get to know you better because you're an amazing person, where can they find you, Jeff? They can find me. I spend most of my time here on LinkedIn. Okay. And I, I do have a, a Facebook group lead with empathy. And if they wanted to book a one-on-one -on -one get to know me call, it's at a bit.ly uh, zoom Jill. So. Okay. Okay. Awesome right there. And I'm sure my team will add your information in the show notes. All right. So Jill, listen, I, I'm so appreciative of you as a person, a leader, a coach, right? That I don't know what else to say because you are amazing. Like you literally, you are amazing. Like you have so much more, like, I don't know if you understand how much you are helping people that you're just, you being here, right? You going through all your experiences and you, you be able to utilize your experiences to help others to elevate their life. It's an amazing thing, right? And I, like I said, I'm very appreciative of that and of you as a person, okay? And I also, I'm also very appreciative of all our listeners right now. Thanks for letting us your ears and your eyeballs. But last but not least, Jill, how may I serve you? Just letting me tell my story has been all I need. And I want to thank you for having me here because I think more people can benefit from what I'm doing. And if they don't want to work with me, I still think that people need to take control of their career, take it to the next level. Even if I'm not the right coach for you, um, they still should get a coach and definitely move on. I agree. Coaches is important. It helps to hyperdrive, <laughs> hyperdrive yes. into the next level. <laughs> mm -hmm. So everyone, once again, thanks for coming on. And thanks for being a part of this episode. And make sure to tune in to next week's episode. Much love. Cheers. Mm -hmm.